I think it's actually okay to have a cup of coffee. But where we have to get really honest here is if you're burnt out and you can't sleep and you've got a lot of symptoms showing up for you right now, maybe that cup of coffee isn't serving you. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode on the Wellness Witch Podcast. I hope your day is off to a really great start. We are talking about adrenal and thyroid health today. Basically, the bane of all women's existence, feeling stressed and dealing with low thyroid issues. Honestly, I don't know of one woman that isn't dealing with either both of those or one of those. And so I wanted to spend some time really giving you some education about what the adrenal glands really do, what stress does in the body, how the adrenals and the thyroid are actually connected. Because I think what happens is when we don't understand how our bodies work and how it's all interconnected, and we don't have just a basic understanding and knowledge of our hormones and health, this is where we feel really disempowered in our conversations with our doctor you know, and we're sitting there and we're handed these medications in our seven minute doctor's appointment and we're not being heard. We just don't know how to advocate for ourselves. And it starts with education. We need to spend time learning about our bodies. We were not taught this in school. We were given probably many of us a very poor sex education. Many of us weren't taught about our cycles. And even though we're not diving into that today, it's just this, it's the whole thing, you know, adrenals and thyroid are part of it all, but to expand from there, just when it comes to sex education, birth control pills, menstrual cycles, like there's just very little support around this in our schools and with our medical industry. So we need to show up for ourselves. We need to learn. We need to educate ourselves and then we can make better choices, more empowered choices to really heal and support our bodies. So we're going to start off by talking about the adrenal glands, which you have probably heard of. They are two little glands that sit on the top of your kidneys. And even though they are very tiny, they are very mighty. And they control quite a few actions in your body, including, of course, your stress response, but also weight, blood sugar, blood pressure, and play a role with your immune system. They are our primary survival organs, but they can also be responsible for feeling unwell. So like I was saying, from weight gain, irritability, fatigue, blood sugar irregularities, low thyroid function, your adrenals can cause you to experience multiple symptoms, which we commonly refer to as adrenal fatigue. Now, adrenal fatigue is a term that is thrown around in the health and wellness space. It's it's used rather loosely, but more accurately speaking, when we are referring to adrenal fatigue, 
what we're really referring to is the dysfunction of the HPA axis, otherwise known as the hypothalamic pituitary adrenal axis. What this really means is that your adrenals are communicating with your brain and vice versa. So when you are exposed to certain triggers, such as blood sugar highs and lows, environmental toxins, perceived stressors, poor quality sleep, blue light pollution, circadian rhythm disruption, gut inflammation, you end up impairing the communication between your brain and the adrenals. And in turn, your adrenals aren't getting sent the right hormones they need. And what you feel is adrenal fatigue, but rather symptoms such as exhaustion, low thyroid function, weight gain, sleep disturbances, lack of focus and concentration, irritability, and sugar cravings amongst you know many other symptoms. So hormonal imbalance is essential to good health. And the adrenal glands are essentially at the stage, at the center stage in your body's ability to regulate your hormones. They play a massive role. You know, in fact, I think it's roughly 70 to 80% of all doctor's visits are for stress-related conditions for which doctors have little to no training and really have nothing to offer other than some primary or sorry, some temporary relief care. So our adrenal glands control what you've probably heard of as our fight or flight response. And when we are in danger and when there is a perceived danger or threat, our adrenals are going to kick into high gear and they're going to mobilize all our resources so that we can fight or flight away from danger. So historically speaking, when we think about dangers or more so immediate dangers, they were rather short-lived. So think of like running from a tiger or a lion in the jungle. But nowadays in our concrete jungle, we are dealing with daily stressors of bills, finances, relationships, work, bosses, careers, piles of projects, a heavy workload, being stuck in traffic, and not to mention an over consumption of alcohol, caffeine, sugar, just to get us going. And so our perceived daily stressors are really nothing in comparison to outrunning a tiger in the jungle, yet we are constantly reacting, or I guess you could say overreacting, and worrying about 80% of things that don't even happen. And our need for cortisol and adrenaline is at an all-time high. So when our HPA access gets activated, we pump out a hormone called cortisol. And cortisol is this no-nonsense strategic thinking hormone. It really alerts our nervous system to different threats. It helps to regulate our hormones and it gets much-needed blood sugar into our muscles so that we can actually fight or flee. And I am, I'm sure that we probably all experienced the high of cortisol, you know, the heavy breathing, the sweating, increased heart rate, um, high energy. That's often what comes with, you know, this cortisol surge. And insulin is also another hormone that is involved in this process. It really comes along to mop up the excess 
mobilize blood sugar back into your cells. So what this does, it it essentially allows your heart rate and your breathing to get back to normal. And then, well, all is well, and we can go on our merry way. So let's talk about some signs. In nature, constant stress is rare, but in our human world, we're dealing with all kinds of stressors and we are pushing our adrenals into overdrive. And essentially we are impairing the communication between the adrenals and the brain. And this is what leads to burnout and exhaustion. The problem is other hormones are impacted as well. Not only are you forcing your body to pump out excess cortisol, but excess blood sugar and insulin, which over time can lead to insulin resistance and weight gain. So if you've ever wondered where all of your cravings for fat, sugar, and salt come from, that is your daily stressors. And that is your adrenal glands talking to you. Now, speaking of cortisol, cortisol does get a really bad rap when it's really here to help us bounce back from our daily stressors. And without cortisol, we would actually die. So we need cortisol. It's just that we don't want too little or too too much of it. We want it in the right amount. And over time, unrelenting stress can really cause us to burn out our adrenals where we go from overproducing cortisol to underproducing it. So let's talk about some signs and symptoms that your adrenals are in burnout. And I'm again, speaking about adrenal fatigue here, but remember, keep in mind here, it's really the communication between your brain and your adrenal glands. And there's, that's the burnout that's really happening there. And so what are some signs and symptoms? Well, number one, you have difficulty falling asleep, staying asleep. You don't feel rested upon waking. You're craving fat, sugar, and salt, especially salt. I find salt is, um, it's really your body's way of saying it's your adrenal glands way of saying, Hey, I really need minerals. That's really what's happening there. Cause you will eat through a lot of minerals when you got a lot of stress going on. Uh, number three, your memory and focus are lacking Four, you're experiencing digestive issues. Number five, you feel irritable and anxious. Six, you get tired most afternoons around three to 4 PM crave sugar, salt, or you're looking for a caffeine fix around that time. Number seven, you're gaining weight primarily around your waist. Eight, your hormones are a bit of a mess from PMS, perhaps infertility, low libido, all of it. Number nine, you get sick more often and have a hard time recovering. Number 10, you anger quickly and you find yourself very snappy. And lastly, 11, you have low thyroid function. Now, there are different stages of adrenal fatigue, and you can always test your adrenals with a salivary or a urine test for a better understanding of how they're actually functioning. The best testing to look at, uh, or the best test will look at 24-hour range so you can see where your peaks and dips of cortisol occur throughout the day. And this can really provide you with some clues as to what might be going on to really trigger some of these fluctuations. But the thing that you have to keep in mind here with these tests is that it's just testing in that time and in that moment. So even if you have this 24-hour picture of what it looks like, the next 24 hours and 48 hours and 72 hours and so on is could look really, really different. However, it still can be very helpful to kind of get an idea 
And having sometimes that data can just help move us into the right direction with sort of protocols and whatnot. So I want to break down the different stages of quote unquote adrenal fatigue. There's typically three stages. So stage number one is what's called wired and tired. Essentially in this stage, your cortisol levels are naturally elevated in the morning, which is a good thing. You want your cortisol to rise in the morning so you can wake up. That's what helps you get up and wake up out of bed and get out, get out of bed in the morning. However, you feel wired and tired, which is characterized by elevated cortisol that's at night when it should really be low. So this is what will often lead to a difficulty with falling asleep. And often what I find is, you know, people in this sort of stage may feel kind of like on edge. And then there's stage two, which is stressed and tired. So the second stage is a little bit more severe. You have a more severe cortisol disruption pattern that's happening with higher cortisol in the morning, but falling pretty quickly after lunch, which is what's leading to some of that afternoon fog and that afternoon tiredness. And you may get a second win at night, but most often you wake up in the middle of the night and you're unable to fall back asleep. And then stage three is pretty much classified as full burnout. So if you ever had a baby, now I have not, but the symptoms in this stage can be compared to how a woman feels in early pregnancy or when she's got you know, a newborn and you're basically exhausted all the time. And this is where your cortisol patterns are completely disrupted, putting you at a higher risk of thyroid disease, autoimmune disease, and also gut problems. So let's move on to the adrenals and thyroid because they are very intricately connected and I can surely attest to this with my history with autoimmune Hashimoto's and thyroid issues. Essentially, if you are in a stressed state, the adrenals will be up or you could say the adrenals will be high and the thyroid will be down or you could say low because you can't have both functioning at the same time. In other words, if you have a low functioning thyroid, it means you have high functioning adrenals. There are many ways that we can support both the adrenals and the thyroid. In fact, when you're supporting your thyroid, it's essential to also support your adrenals. And I'm often asked like, which one do I treat first? And probably both. You probably need to be treating both at the same time. So when your body is in fight or flight mode, your sort of normal functions are deprioritized and anything that is not necessary for overcoming your perceived stressor does not need to function. So this means your digestion, your immune response, your thyroid, right? Your thyroid function is temporarily put on hold or slowed down until your stress has passed. So ideally, we hope that it's an acute stress and it's just something that's happening in the moment for a couple of minutes versus chronic stress, which goes on over time. Because that acute stress means, well, then our body can return to optimal optimal function more quickly, but that's typically not the case because many of us are dealing with more chronic stressors than we are actually dealing with acute stressors, right? So, you know, perhaps we have an ongoing stressor or one stressor that's followed by another and 
this ongoing demand for cortisol just has this negative impact on impact on your thyroid. So stressors might seem very acute, but maybe they're just happening too frequently. And of course there's chronic stressors like losing a loved one, you know, like that's of course a big chronic stress. There's all kinds of big stressors that are going to last a lot longer. I guess you could say in in a simple form in a simple term is yeah, it could just la- be lasting a lot longer. So of course in times like that, easier said than done. We want to be taking care of ourselves and nourishing ourselves better than ever before so that we could really support our bodies and our hormones as best as we can. And again, easier said than done, especially in, you know, times like that. But, you know, we've got these, I mentioned this earlier in terms of different stressors that are showing up for us from money and finances and bills and workload and kids and family and all of it. And if we just don't know how to create healthy boundaries, you know, when to say no, when to say yes, or how to really react to these things that are showing up in our everyday lives, then this is when it's something that could really be acute becomes very chronic. So what ends up happening is just there's this ongoing demand for cortisol, and this has a negative impact on your thyroid because your adrenals, they speak with your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland in your brain, but these glands also regulate your thyroid hormone. So it's all interconnected. And if they're busy dealing with the adrenals, they can't also regulate thyroid hormone production. And these glands, when they are under chronic stress, they work to conserve your thyroid hormone output. And not only that, but stress hormones can put the brakes on your thyroid output, which is what leads to symptoms of hypothyroidism, so low thyroid function. And it's also important to note that your immune system will also be suppressed when your body is in stress mode. And this can trigger some latent viral infections, some of which can trigger autoimmune thyroid disease. So the suppressing of your immune system means that essentially your primary immune barriers, such as the blood-brain barrier, your lungs, the gut barrier, they can all be weakened. So I'm sure you've heard of the term leaky gut, which can be a trigger for autoimmune disease. And this can release pathogens and toxins, gluten, amongst many other things into the bloodstream. And this is where autoimmunity can start to develop. So healing your adrenals, this is probably what you're thinking, like, okay, I've got all of this going on, but like, what the heck do I do? And where do I even start? So I have a really detailed class, and I guess you could say an up-to-date class inside Naturally Nourished, where I really dive into this in so much more depth. I'm going to share some things here with you today, but if you really want to dive deeper into adrenal health, thyroid health, and adrenal and thyroid healing, then join Naturally Nourished because it will cover all of this there for you. And you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished if you want to learn more about that hormone program. But some strategies that you can implement. I think, first of all, it's really important to know that it takes time. Like, it, this is not something where if you've been under chronic stress and all of these symptoms are now showing up and now you have low thyroid output that maybe also led to autoimmune issues taking some herbs is not going to fix the problem 
I'm just going to say that flat out and straight up. Like, it's not just about taking some supplements. That is not how this works. And yes, you can take herbs. Of course, you can take supplements. It can be helpful, but it's so beyond that. So relaxation, so many of us type A's have a very hard time with that. Meditation, mindfulness, this can all activate your parasympathetic nervous system, which is your relaxed state, and it can deactivate your sympathetic nervous system. That's the fight or flight response. That's what we want. So this will help your body to pump out fewer stress hormones and can really help you to restore your hormonal health. This is why I love breath work. It is one of, now in full transparency, I have a hard time just sitting down and meditating. I can't, I just, that doesn't work for me. So instead of forcing something that number one, I don't love to do, breath work is what works for me. Breath work is very somatic. So it gets me to connect with my body and it really does put me into the parasympathetic state very quickly. I feel like I'm melting into the earth. I feel so calm. I feel at such peace when I do breath work. And I can't remember if I've shared this before on the podcast, but a couple of weeks ago when I was in a breath work class, you know, I, I wear my aura ring and my aura ring tracks my heart rate variability, my sleep, my movement, all of that. And when I was in this breathwork class, you know, it's an, it's an hour basically of breathwork. And so I'm in this class and very intentionally breathing and, you know, sharp breathing, like it's called breathwork for a reason. You're, you're here to work. You're really intentionally breathing and sharp breathing and going through different cycles and rhythms of breathing, some slow, some faster. And it's so wild how my aura ring, when I had looked at the app, you know, the following day had shown that I had a 58 minute nap. And I thought that that was wild. It just goes to show you the different like delta waves that your body can get in when you are doing breath work and how my body actually thought I was napping, I was sleeping when I was actually doing work and I was breathing and very intentionally showing up for that class and, you know, doing the work and here my body was showing me that I was napping. And so that that's just such a beautiful testament to the power of breath work. And it is something that really does work for me. And I know it's easier said than done to start creating some of these practices, but I'll, honestly, you just got to show up for yourself and do it. Like really, you have to take responsibility and carve out time and and just show up. You have to take action on these things if you want to feel better. And this is why these things become so much more challenging because it's not a pill in the bottom of some bottle that you're popping. It's actually you having to carve out time, you having to show up and you having to do work. And a lot of us don't want to do that work, but then we wonder why things aren't changing and we still feel the way you know, that we do five months, six months, 10 months down the road. It's because we're not actually getting uncomfortable and carving out time to really do these things. So Find something that works for you in terms of meditation, breath work, some sort of relaxation mindfulness technique that you can do. Maybe it's yoga nidra, downloading a meditation app like Headspace, um, HeartMath, Inner Balance app. It's a great option as it uses an external sensor on your earlobe to help you synchronize to your heart rate, to your breath, and to your mind. 
So there are so many options out there. So start looking into some of these apps or tools and play around with something that could really work for you. Okay, ladies, you have heard me speak over and over again about the Naturally Nourished Hormone Program. It is a step-by-step program to help you heal your metabolism optimize your thyroid, and balance your hormones. If you've been chasing quick fixes and jumping on the new diet bandwagon every few months only for your symptoms to return, Naturally Nourished is the program for you, and I would love to welcome you into the program. I think it is safe to say that so many of us are constantly chasing the next five to 10 pounds. We are constantly putting weight loss at the forefront of our health and our well-being, and we are neglecting the symptoms that are showing up for us, our body is communicating to us every single day. And it can be really easy to get caught in this vicious diet cycle and restricting and depriving and overwhelming ourselves and complicating things when really we need to learn how to nourish our bodies. We need to reconnect back to ourselves and give our hormones the food, the nutrition, the minerals that it needs. We need to learn how to feel safe in our bodies and support our nervous system, understanding true nourishment and honoring hunger. We dive into so much in the Naturally Nourished program, and you can save $100 off the program by using the coupon code PODCAST. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash naturally nourished and at checkout, save $100 with the coupon code podcast and come be a part of our naturally nourished hormone community. Have you downloaded my stress detox yet? It's completely free and it's a mini video course that's going to help you tune into your body, reduce stress, support your hormones, and really nourish your mind, body, and spirit. Head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash stress detox and receive my free mini video stress detox course right to your email. Next up on the list is infrared sauna therapy. Now, this isn't a therapy that specifically targets the adrenals, but spending time in an infrared sauna has many benefits, including stress relief and, of course, detoxification. You know, it's this really great time to sit in peace and quiet for 20 to 30 minutes with some soothing music or maybe using your meditation app. That's typically what I like to do. I like to combine different strategies while I'm in the sauna. So I will often wear a castor oil pack, plus I will be doing some breath work or listening to a meditation and then I, of course, I'm, I'm detoxing and I'm sweating, right? So I'm doing kind of like multi-purpose stress relief detoxification. And it really is a fantastic strategy for detoxing the body. Infrared saunas are essentially heating up your internal temperature versus like a traditional sauna where it's more external. And in an infrared sauna, you are really detoxing deep within sub, subcutaneous fat cells because what happens is we store a lot of toxins within our fat cells. So especially heavy metals, things like mercury and cadmium and lead, pesticides, herbicides, all of this can actually get stored inside our fat cells. And one of the ways that we can really strategically detox that is in an infrared sauna. So that would definitely be on my list of sort of adrenal support, 
the better you are detoxing your body, you are in turn going to better support hormonal health. You are going to obviously feel a lot better. You're going to feel more energized. You're going to detox so much better, especially through the liver and your liver is involved in metabolizing your hormones. So when we can implement strategies like this, it could take a toll off the sort of metabolic stress load that's going on inside the system that you can't really see in your body, but you can definitely feel it symptom-wise. So of course you can purchase your own infrared sauna. I have one from, I, I believe it's Sauna Ray, which is the one that we have. And if you're here locally uh, in Ontario, they are based in Collingwood and they're a fantastic company. I don't have any affiliates or, or links or anything to share with you guys, but another option could be to get the sauna blanket that is from Orion and we have it and it's fantastic. And it's basically a blanket that you plug in, you let it heat up for about 30 minutes, and then you can, you would go in it actually wearing your clothes and you would just sweat inside the blanket. So it's a really great option. Cost-wise, it's a great option. In terms of space, if you don't have a lot of space, it's going to be a great option as well. It's going to be a really great way to introduce infrared sauna therapy into your life. Okay, next up on the adrenal support list is a relaxing hot bath. You know, winding down at the end of the day with a hot bath where you can add in some Epsom salts, that's really key because your adrenals need minerals. They need sodium and magnesium and potassium. And especially if you're under a lot of stress, your body is going to use up a lot of magnesium. This is why Epsom salts are fantastic and they're super cheap. So I love to run a bath, throw in maybe one to two cups of Epsom salts with some lavender oil, dim the lights, light candles, just create the mood. And it's a really great way to activate your parasympathetic nervous system it's also really great for detoxification because that magnesium is very detoxifying and it's actually really great for heart health as well. But being in the bathtub is a great way to sweat and being in that hot water, you're sweating and that's a great uh, way to detox your body. So not only is it great for detoxification and relaxing, but it's also a great way to improve your sleep, which is often lacking when there is chronic stress going on. I think if you've ever experienced having a lovely hot bath before bed, you kind of come out of there and you feel um, refreshed, but also ready for bed. At least I know that's the case for me. I come out of the bath and, and I'm like hot and I'm sweating and I just let my body come back to kind of its core temperature and it just is so relaxing that it definitely puts me out and I'm ready for bed. And speaking of sleep, that is next up on the list. It is essential to healing your adrenals and overall hormonal health. And when I started my autoimmune sort of healing protocol many years ago, I have talked numerous times on this podcast about my journey with autoimmune and when I was sort of first diagnosed and really first going through all the symptoms when they were really kind of rearing their head in that very first year, uh, my sleep was the one thing that was so impacted. And I felt like shit because how can you function when you can't sleep well? So I really made it a priority to focus on my sleep. And I was sleeping in those first few months for like nine to 10 hours a night. Like my body just needed it. So practicing sleep hygiene, so essential, creating healthy boundaries around your sleep, 
going to bed at the same time every night and waking at the same time every day, this is going to do wonders for you. And if you're not sleeping, you're not healing. You have probably heard me say that so many times. You know, sleeping is how your body regenerates, it's how it detoxes, it's how it repairs itself. And as your hormones and stress levels start to balance out and you start to better fuel your body, you will actually start to sleep more soundly. So, really important in terms of sleep hygiene, dimming the lights or just having no lights on, maybe candles um, or red lights in your house. That's what we have. No phones in the bedroom. That is definitely the rule in our house. We do not bring our phones to the bedroom with us uh, because otherwise you're going to be tempted to check emails. You might be tempted to do work. You know, if you can't fall asleep, you're going to reach over because you're thinking about work and you're going to write some notes down or whatever it might be. Going on social media, I mean, we just distract ourselves nonstop. And this is a time of your day where you do not want to distract yourself. And if you use your phone as your alarm clock, it is time to invest in a $10 alarm clock. So no excuses there. And another option too is using blackout blinds. Um, Those are going to be really helpful for your melatonin production because you do not want a lot of light coming into your room when you are sleeping. So the alternative is you could just wear an eye mask, especially if you do find the light is disturbing your sleep. And if you haven't tested that out yet with using an eye mask or blackout blinds, that would definitely be something I would suggest. So sleep, so essential. And just some other things that you can think of too is, you know, if you're on the computer all day, I definitely spend a lot of time behind the computer. You could get a computer cover um, for your actual screen. So it kind of like dims the lighting. um, So you don't have like that bright kind of blue light coming at you. Uh, You could also wear blue blocking glasses. There is a night mode that you can set on your computer and your phone as well. And then there is this really cool app called iFlux, I-F-L-U-X, iFlux. And that could be a great app that you can download because it will naturally dim the light on your computer screen uh, based on like where you live and the sort of the rising and setting of the sun. So that could be something to uh, download and could be really helpful as well. Some other things to think about, just as a side note here, when it comes to sleep, and if you really aren't sleeping very well, I think a lot of us instantly go to things like, oh, it's my adrenals. Oh, it's my hormones. And you know, we think something's like wrong with us, right? And that's often the first place that we go. But there are some other things to really think about with sleep. And this is a great time for you to check in with yourself. Like really, if you're not sleeping, how was your day? What was the mental and physical exertion like? What was your exposure to natural light, which I'm going to talk about in a second? What was your caffeine intake like? Your alcohol intake like? What about creativity and play? These are all things that are so essential to our overall health and well-being. And I know that if I'm not really mentally or physically exerting myself and I have a really kind of lazy day, I have a harder time falling asleep at night. And those are the times where I typically have to spend time reading. 
because I just really didn't exert myself and I'm just not as tired at the end of the day. So that can sometimes happen on like, you know, a Saturday or a Sunday where I'm totally chilling out and I'm just kind of in lazy mode. And at the end of the day, you know, 10 o'clock comes around and sometimes I'm like, wow, I really just don't feel that tired yet. So this is all going back to mental and physical exertion. Now, if I've spent the like entire day outside in the sun and I haven't really done a lot of, you know, mental exertion or physical exertion, the sun will wear you out. It's, it can be very tiring. So at the end of the day, I do feel tired, Um, but these are things to look at. It doesn't necessarily mean that something is off with your hormones and that's why you can't sleep. It could be one of these areas that I just mentioned. So speaking of light, let's talk about that because it is foundational when it comes to really supporting adrenals, thyroid, hormones, your, and when I'm talking about light, I'm talking about sunlight. Your cells need light to produce energy. And this is often why during the winter months, I know at least for myself, I have more thyroid symptoms show up. I get sicker, like I might catch a cold or a flu. Some people might experience more weight gain and just that like heaviness in their body. I definitely experience that. There is a massive shift in my body come spring and summer. Like I feel significantly different and that is because of the sunlight. So when you have less light, that means you're going to have less energy production in your body and light deficiency is a real thing. It suppresses the immune system. It lowers progesterone. It raises stress and it suppresses the thyroid. This is why we need to make it a priority to get natural light. So even in the winter months when it may not be sunny and warm, of course, you still want to go outside and expose yourself to light. And that does make a massive difference for myself. I notice when sometimes a week or two can go by where it's so cold, I don't want to go out and I won't. And I typically walk the dog every day, but there there's moments in the winter where that's just not happening. So I have to really make it a priority and I, I have to sometimes like schedule it in. It doesn't matter how cold it is. I have to get outside and walk the dog, even if it's like friggin' minus 25, uh, because that natural light exposure, even on gray sky days, rainy days, super cold days is really important. Now the sunlight we know, it helps us create a very important hormone. It's not actually vitamin. It's a hormone, which is called vitamin D. Even though it's called vitamin D, it actually functions more of a hormone. And this is needed for controlling inflammation, for overall metabolic function. It helps with the absorption of calcium from the gut to get into the bones and into our teeth. And sunlight is the most therapeutic way to make vitamin D and boost metabolic function. So course, you can supplement with it, but nothing is going to be the natural source. So you want to aim for at least 20 minutes per day, especially in the morning. That's going to be essential. There are different types of light, of course. There's sunlight, but there's also infrared light. So red light therapy, which you've probably heard about, you can also get a red light therapy device from Orion. So again, that's Orion 
rlt.ca and the coupon code is wellness switch it will save you 15% off and you can get a red light therapy device which is very 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 helpful during the winter months and i have mine at my desk i have the mini one and i love it we actually have two sizes i forget the size of the bigger one that we have i, I guess you can kind of say it's like it's a medium size it's it's a pretty decent size it sits on a stand it's not something that's very portable but it's also not it's not super heavy. Like if I want to bring it up to the bedroom or bring it in the basement or, you know, in the gym or wherever I can, but the mini is really portable. Like you could just hold it in your hand while you are watching, you know, Netflix. And I will often do that. We'll be sitting down watching a movie or something and I will just hold it in my hand and I'll actually direct it right at my thyroid gland. And so I do love the mini and then you can travel with it. So that one is a great one. It's always at my desk and I do use it more frequently in the winter than I do any other time of year. So red light therapy also really beneficial and there's all kinds of options on the Orion website. So definitely check that out. All right. Some other things to keep in mind here when it comes to healing adrenals, one that you're probably not going to want to want to hear, but ditching of the sugar and the caffeine. Now, I am all for sugar in the forms of fruits and roots. Those are natural sugar sources. I think using things like natural honey or uh, like a raw honey, maple syrup, coconut sugar, these are all great options. And your thyroid needs glucose in order to convert T4 to T3. All the conversions of hormone conversions in the thyroid it actually needs glucose. So that doesn't mean that we need to be eating, you know, all all kinds of refined sugar, but getting it from more natural sources is is important and I know that a lot of us have been very low carb for a very long time. That was definitely my story and you know, I've shared before how low carb and intermittent fasting it kind of worked for me until it didn't because essentially I was really stressing my system and my body was probably eating itself because I wasn't fueling it efficiently and producing more cortisol and adrenaline than I needed to be. And what happens is when you're producing that adrenaline and that cortisol, it really gives you a high. So you feel energized and you feel good, but um, it's like a fake high and you are creating debt in your system essentially. So this is why, ladies, we need to eat food. We need to not fear carbohydrates. We just need to be choosing the right sources of carbohydrates that are more mineral rich. I think when people are like, oh, I'm completely sugar free and I don't even eat raw honey or maple syrup or anything like that, I mean, the thought that having a little bit of that every so often, that it's going to completely damage your body is a wild thought. And this is the problem with diet culture. Diet culture has taught us that we need to be sugar detoxing and that we can't have any sugars in our diet and that, you know, even fruits aren't good for us. And I just think that this is ridiculous. And this is a narrative that we really need to start changing the story that we need to change for ourselves. It's definitely one I'm really wanting to change in my community and in the messaging and information that I share. This is a big topic we dive into inside Naturally Nourished and really reframing these nutrition stories that we've been telling ourselves for so long 
And they're not even our own stories. They're stories from influencers and, you know, functional doctors and all kinds of books and all these tests and all these things that we're just constantly intellectualizing our health. And we're getting farther and farther away from health because we don't know how to tune in and trust what our body needs. And our body needs proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And from there, of course, there are nuances depending on your physical activity, depending on your stress levels. You might need more of something and less of something. We all tolerate things differently. But to be fearing these foods and to be thinking that your body in its amazing intelligence can't handle a bit of raw honey um, or maple syrup, I think is just is just crazy talk. So that's my little rant there on the side. But let's face it, there's also all kinds of refined sugar all around us between energy elixirs and shots and sugar bombs and all of the things. And of course, coffee is everywhere too, right? Every corner has a Starbucks. And I know we often reach for these things because we want this sort of immediate energy fix, but they're obviously not going to really fix the root problem of our energy. It's kind of masking things. So yes, we want to include things like fruits and roots. I think it's actually okay to have a cup of coffee, but where we have to get really honest here is if you're burnt out and you can't sleep and you've got a lot of symptoms showing up for you right now, maybe that cup of coffee isn't serving you right now. And maybe you just need to take a break so that you can work more on healing and feeling better, then maybe coffee is something that you can better tolerate. But it's when we're using these things to fix something or like we've, we're so attached to it that we can't even get through our day without it. That's maybe when it's really the problem. So I know when I was, again, on my healing journey and not sleeping and going through all of the things with autoimmune back in 2017, I cut out coffee completely because while I was working on healing and of course feeling so exhausted and depleted, that was not something that was serving me. So I was swapping it for lots of herbal teas, things like Dandy Blend, which is a great coffee alternative. And um, sometimes I would have a decaf coffee. And, you know, I had to slowly just reintroduce caffeine. And I had to also just be conscious of how I'm feeling and what's showing up for me. Um, before I could really dive into having a cup of coffee a day. And now I do have, you know, my cup of coffee a day and sometimes it's a decaf, but um, always one a day. And I will have some raw milk in there. I will throw uh, some of my medicinal mushrooms in there. I love my Aversio mushrooms, the Awaken blend. I often put that in my coffee in the morning. Uh, you guys know how much I love my medicinal mushrooms. If you want to check out any of the mushroom blends from Aversio Wellness, just head on over to their website, aversiowellness.com, and you can use the coupon code wellnesswitch for 15% off. So my go-tos are typically the Awaken blend. I like to put that in my coffee in the morning. Um, If I'm going through a time where I feel a little bit more um, kind of under the weather, sometimes especially in the wintertime, that's where I really like to take something like turkey tail because it's amazing for immune health. And my ride or die is Rishi. I always take that every single day and I take it in the evening time closer to bed. And it is fantastic for the adrenals. Keep in mind, 
any of these supplements that I mentioned is not going to fix anything. It's in combination with the lifestyle strategies that we implement. So Rishi, my ride or die, I love it. I take it before bed along with my magnesium. And those are fantastic for adrenal health, for the immune system, detox and anxiety, stress, sleep, all of it. So those are definitely my go-to. All right. So just ditching the sugar and caffeine kind of went off a little bit there, but essentially it's just about being conscious in terms of your symptoms and your stress levels along with your sleep. And if it's just really, you know, in a bad place right now, it's time to ditch the coffee and being conscious of the kind of sugar that you're consuming and how much of it you're consuming. Now, herbs and supplements. So I mentioned, I kind of want to dive into this and move into this. This is the the next section. Now I'm going to mention a few, some honorable mentions here. Um, But again, I just want to be clear here that these are only going to really work and support you if they are in conjunction with a healthy lifestyle and setting all the other boundaries in place and sleep schedule and all of that. So I know sometimes when I say that, it probably just goes in one year and comes out the next. Like I really don't know how many of you actually listen to me when I say that um, and really take that to heart. But I'm really going to say that probably most people don't listen because the amount of people that come to me and are coaches and are DMing me with all their problems and health issues, you know, and they're taking all kinds of supplements. I'm going to say that, yeah, most people aren't listening to me because I see more and more women, again, just relying on supplements, thinking it's going to fix them. And it's a better option because they're not on medication, which that, that's a great option but they're not doing the real work. They're not doing that inner deep work. They aren't really connecting to themselves, slowing down, asking themselves what it is they really need in their life, more creativity, more play, more fun, more time off, more sex. Like All of this is so important for healing our adrenals. So those definitely get some honorable mentions because We need those in our lives, and that's what makes us feel fully expressed and be human being versus human doing, and I think many of us are neglecting these parts, and I know for myself in my journey to feel vital and healthy and balanced and I, I mean, ultimately, I have just, I've never felt better. Here I am in my 40s and I've never felt better. I have had a few bouts with COVID in these last few years. And post COVID has been when I have felt pretty shitty. And it did take me a bit of time to recoup from that. But I have never felt better. And I know that part of that is because I have dug deep into doing some real uncomfortable work. I have dug deep into plant medicine and diving into trauma and working with some amazing teachers and coaches and practitioners to really just understand certain behaviors. I have made it a priority to work less, to play more, to travel more, to be in the present, to turn my computer off, to put my phone away. And this is what has led me to feel so damn good. On top of, of course, I take my supplements and 
the sunlight and the movement and the nutrition, 1000%. But I've said this so many times on the podcast that there's a really big puzzle that makes up our health. It doesn't mean we have to have all the pieces in place, you know, at all times. But when there's a big chunk of that puzzle that's missing, like the creativity, the play, the time off, the travel, the time away from work, which is, you know, some of the hardest parts for us to implement, we're not going to feel our best selves because nutrition and supplements is only going to take us so far. So, speaking of supplements, there are some great adaptogens that we can include in our adrenal healing protocols. And what adaptogens do is they help the body adapt and cope with stress. Essentially, it's like food for the adrenals. That's kind of one way to look at it. So some of my favorites, I already mentioned reishi, um, but why I love it so much is because it's powerful immune support, has many anti-cancer properties, it's antifungal, it is great for nourishing and supporting adrenals, of course. It's an immune modulator, and this is what basically medicinal mushrooms do. They modulate the immune system, and they can help your body to just better handle or or resist the common cold or flu. Um, They work to reduce inflammation in the body, and reishi is just great for calming the nervous system, promoting deeper sleep, and supporting the body's natural abilities to detoxify. So my go-to always is from Aversio Wellness because they have some amazing therapeutic dosing. And the product that I specifically use is called Chill Now. That's the Rishi caps. So check them out, Wellness Switch will save you 15% off. Another amazing herb, I know, well, Rishi isn't a herb, it's a mushroom, but a herb that I love is ashwagandha. Ashwagandha is very calming. It can actually help with muscle aches. So if you're experiencing a lot of, uh, you know, I was experiencing kind of like arthritic-like pain when I was first diagnosed with autoimmune um, and, and ashwagandha was great for that. It's also amazing for sleep and it also helps with T4 to T3 conversion. Now in terms of dosing, that's something that you will kind of have to figure out on your own because it depends on the brand that you're using and whether it's a dried herb or capsule form or tincture, it can all really um, differ. The dosing can change based on the brand that you're using. Uh, Rhodiola, also an amazing herb, especially if you're dealing with a lot of anxiety or issues specifically related to mental focus. Holy basil, one of my favorites as well. I actually love drinking holy basil tea. Like it is one of my favorites and I like to drink it at night because of course it's great for calming the nervous system and it will provide some of that extra immune support, which I love. And lastly here that I'll throw into the mix, some B vitamins. Of course, not herbs, but B vitamins are critical for the chemical processes with the adrenal glands and they're pretty much involved in every neurological process in the body. So really important. And we need those B vitamins because when we're under a lot of stress, we're going to actually eat up a lot of those B vitamins in our system. And so we definitely need those B vitamins. And then I will actually mention, I keep saying lastly, but (laughs) this list could keep going on and on, uh, sodium, potassium, magnesium. So like minerals, electrolytes, so important your cells can't function or even communicate and do their jobs without having adequate minerals. So really important to get those minerals in. You could use some electrolytes. You can put a little bit of sea salt into your water. 
um, just making sure you're also getting in some good potassium rich foods and um, magnesium rich foods. So obviously a food first approach is really helpful there, but minerals is something that we cannot undermine and we really want to make sure we're including in our diet. All right. So I think that brings us to the end here chatting about adrenals and how we can really start to heal and support our adrenals and recover from essentially, you know, quote unquote, adrenal burnout. Wanted to share a little bit there about how the adrenals and the thyroid are actually connected. So if you are dealing with a lot of thyroid symptoms, which could be such an array of symptoms, weight gain and hair loss and cold hands and feet and irritability, anxiety, constipation, you know, sluggish digestion, any issues that might be changing with your period and your cycle sometimes can um, often be la- be related back to the thyroid. Um, all sort of you know crazy symptoms that can be all over the place. So if you're dealing with any of that, number one, go get your thyroid tested. Dive in deeper there. Um, but working on both the adrenals and thyroid is really essential when you really want to support and heal the thyroid. Make sure that adrenals are included in the mix there. Don't leave them out. And let's face it, at the end of the day, regardless of any issues that you've got going on with your health, I think always having adrenals as part of the mix is important because stress is something that we all experience in our lives and it's something that we won't be able to completely avoid. So thank you everybody for tuning in today. I really hope that this episode provided you with some great info and insight and knowledge. If there's anybody that you know can benefit from listening to this, we would love it if you could share it with them. Thanks for being with me. I will connect with you all next week. Have a beautiful day. Take care. Thank you so much for being with me today. If there's anybody that you know that can benefit from today's episode, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet left us a rating and a review, we would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. I'll connect with you next week.